Here's something, 1995, that you can take for three weeks. Take it three times a day, and I believe me, I have tried everything, everything for pain. Relief Factor has helped me a great deal. You take it three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and... 70% of the people are like me. They find great relief, or sometimes the pain just goes away. It reduces inflammation. It's drug-free. Try it for three weeks. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. I am so excited. I'm so excited for another presidential season. Yeah! Woo! We could just rip each other apart. The good thing is, is that we're not going to be doing the ripping apart. Yes. This time... It's a lot more fun than last time. Yes, mm-hmm. this time the left is going to be doing it, <laughs> and the fun has already begun. We go there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I have to tell you, Stu, I don't think I can, uh, I don't think I can read the white man's propaganda uh, here. Uh, you people are just so, hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I mean, I, I believe the land belongs to the, the great spirit in the sky, and uh, you can't really own land. And now you want me to read this for what? For some of your, for some of your, your, your what you call money? No, not going to do it. You're, you're white. Uh, no. No, sir. No, sir. I found out because of a company that run by white people, I'm sure. Come up with your white magic here. Uh, I uh, have found that I am uh, 1.3%. Let me put it this way. I am 13 times more Native American than uh, Elizabeth Warren. Really? I'm just saying. That's amazing. I am just saying. 13 times more. And my son is three times more black than she is Native American. And I'm tired you of the oppression. A, yeah, you are a diverse family. We are. We are. Mm-hmm. We are. We are. Uh, and I'm tired of the oppression. And if you're tired of the oppression too, come on. You can play this game. Because I don't know how what percentage I am Native American. I could be even higher than you. <laughs> I have not had my 23 and me Just like the white man. Yet. Just like the white man. You know how the white man will do you. Really? You want to take away my heritage? You just want to claim my heritage? Is well, that what I, it is? I would like to know the truth of my heritage, and then maybe maybe I'll have yeah, well, you're, you're an even truth. better characteristic than you. Uh, I don't think so, uh, <laughs> but that's the way the white man will do you. Why don't you just throw me some beads, too, and I can just, I can just, uh, I can just put my whole culture on the, on the altar of the white man. If you would like to join me in my tribe, uh, find out. You can find out now. If you're 1.3 or higher, I don't accept anything lower than 1.3 in my tribe. That's really the dividing line. It really is. Between the fake and the real, mm-hmm. 1.3. Yeah. Uh, find out if you can join my tribe, and you can do that now by going to 23andme.com. That's 23andme.com. Uh, use 23andme.com slash back, uh, and who knows? Who knows? Maybe we're sitting around in the sweat lodge together. Could happen. Happened to me. It's changed my life. I've been able to reconnect just in the last, well, it's been about 36 hours since I found out. And all of a sudden, I understand so much more. Uh, I understand my 
my my draw really to Native American art. I you know that, Stu. That's, That's true. actually true. Mm-hmm. I'm very much into Native American. My wife is crazy. I think it's that. I think it's that. I think it's that 1.3. It's been it's been inside of me. Did your wife is crazy have anything to do with the rest of the story? You just seen a throwout in in the middle there. I don't. No, my wife, my my, my I drive my wife crazy with all oh, of the. Oh, that's the not what Native you said. American... You just said your wife was crazy. Oh so no, I, I thought... meant to say my wife. Well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm starting to drop prepositions now, uh, for some unknown oh. reason. I don't know why. Uh, so, hmm. but uh, you know. This is, a, this is late acting, Native American heritage of yours. Yeah, it is, it is. very late acting. Took, but, a, took uh, a few decades to know, kick don't in. Don't try to understand my culture, and don't talk down to me, okay? Uh, 23andme.com slash Beck. We're going to change that to Chief Big Bone, uh, because that's what I am, Chief Big Bone. It's either Big Bone or Big Bones. Uh, one might be a slam. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, we're going to change it. But right now, it's 23andme.com slash Beck. I want that changed. I want that to change to Chief Big Bones. You did take a DNA test. I did. And, and actually, I, I want to show. talk to you seriously about this. This is, the, this is one of the coolest things I've ever done. And not because I believe I... Well, I am, you know, 1.3% Native American, but I, I, I do have perspective on that, that that doesn't mean that I'm Native American or part of a tribe or anything else you it are going to include it on on federal oh documents, my gosh though, i'm right? going for grants i'm going for you grants. gotta get some grants i gotta get some grants you should get 13 times more grants than elizabeth warren exactly right has received that's exactly right I'm, I'm gonna i'm you know i've already gone to yale so i'm gonna now uh apply to harvard and i'm gonna mark native american this this is the plot of soul man uh the movie from 1986 where they no, tried but to- what, did he had a dna test he did not. He just he just went in blackface, and everyone in the New York Times cheered it as a hilarious romp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 1986. So now, here's the good thing is, uh, the good thing, I, I found out that I, I'm not a carrier for any kind of, like, genetic diseases, which is great. It's also shocking. I mean, I, yeah, you seem to have every disease I've ever heard of. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think, I, I did look at it and go, I think this, not because of the Native American thing, because that's absolutely real. Mm-hmm. But the disease thing, you know, no... No real problems genetically? I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. So you'll believe the things that you want to believe out of the DNA report. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. OJ did the same thing. He was like, yeah, no, that's not my blood. Sure, that's what the DNA says, but that's not my blood. It worked for him for a maybe while. That, maybe that's why my people are have a problem with alcoholism. Maybe it is because of the oppression of the white man and you giving us fire water that we can't handle. Maybe that, oh my gosh, I've got, I've got to, is there a civil rights attorney? Is there some, I don't even know who to go because the white man has oppressed me so much. I don't even know who to reach out to that I could get special status because of the white man's firewater. It wrecked my life. That's probably why I'm an alcoholic. This is now you achieving the American dream, the new American dream. Of being of, a victim. Of being a victim. You've, yes. You've achieved it. Yeah, now Thanks it might to... be a little offensive to some people. White people? Uh, somebody. There's somebody, probably somebody out there that would be offended. would be offended by this. I don't but, know. Uh, do you really... But they're not in my tribe. Right. Uh, what... now, I'm not, by the way, I am not Cherokee. I want you to know. I'm not, I don't know what tribe I am. I suspect... I suspect... Only because I come from such a noble line. 
that I am Grand Cherokee. Uh, which either we were named after the Jeep or the Jeep was named after us. I'm not sure, but I believe <laughs> I believe I'm not Cherokee. I want to make that very clear. I'm not part of any Native American tribe. Just because you have a little blood in you does not make you Elizabeth Warren, does not make you uh, a member of a tribe. But I do believe I'm part of the Grand Cherokee tribe. Is that above the normal Cherokee tribe? Kind I don't. Of? I don't want to say that. I wouldn't say that. Some people it has more features. Some people say, like say it yeah, has more features. It has more features. Sunroof. It has air conditioning. Right. <laughs> it has air conditioning, and that's you know that's an important thing in our in uh-huh. our in our sweat lodges. We don't sweat. We have air conditioning and automatic windows. <laughs> I don't think it's a sweat lodge if you have air conditioning. I'm well, sure. it's a sweat lodge because it used to be. You know, everybody used to go in there, but then the Grand Cherokee. You know, when Chief when Chief Big Bones got in there mm-hmm. uh he said you know what we should do uh the great spirit told me air conditioning and uh automatic w- uh, windows and so we installed <laughs> electric windows that just go down you push a button you're sitting in your seat really comfortable some come with massage uh features mm-hmm. uh and you sit there and you push a little button and the windows go down we don't want to run the air conditioning because we know better than you white man uh about the uh environment we care so we first just roll down the windows with our electric windows, and uh, then in our Grand Cherokee sweat lodge, uh, we'll turn on the air conditioning seems, if it really gets bad. But we will roll the windows back up. Seems to be a little wasteful of energy for someone that loves the earth so much, where you'd open up the windows and run the air conditioning at the same time. Well, we're using green energy. Okay. We're using the power of the uh, power of um, the fire. We're using fire. <laughs> fire power? fire power. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can I, I, and I don't want to be insulting to you and your your right. newly discovered Native American. 36 hours, that, I wouldn't say that's new. I say that is a tradition. I say, huh? I say, I say that is a, that is a, that's a, that's, you're calling my ancestors young? They're, they weren't young. This, is, this has been in, this has been I, no. coming for thousands of years, no. perhaps 80 years. We don't know, but it's been a lot longer, but 36 hours is not just yesterday. Well, but when 20 of them were spent sleeping... I mean, that's really not Well, 36 extensive. hours isn't yesterday. You want to claim that 36 hours is yesterday? No, you were okay. not born yesterday. You were born the day before yesterday in this particular example. <laughs> Whatever. But you, did you, was there ever any sign Look at the oppression. of this heritage before you got the results from this DNA test? Was there ever any, anything that in, the, in your past? No, because that, the white man took away my way of life. I mean, look, they, t- they took the whole Grand Cherokee Nation. Mm-hmm. And they, they put us on this reservation, and they took away our, uh, our way of life. They took away our tomahawk. They took away uh, our bow and knife. They took away my native tongue. Yeah. And then, and then they taught the you know, English to our young. And, uh, and all the beads we made in, you know, by hand, they're all now made in Japan. You've never made a bead in your life. Cherokee people, Cher- Cherokee tribe. I mean, it's... You mean Grand Cherokee? People, Grand Cherokee. Oh, you would say that. Uh, I like to shorten it. Sometimes it's a little more lyrical, um, you know. But whatever. I mean, Grand Cherokee, Cherokee. You know, uh, you know, so proud to live and so proud to die. I mean, taking advantage of the results of. A Do you know DNA- they took the entire whole Indian nation and they locked us on this reservation? Well, and, this and though reservation- I wear a shirt and tie, I'm still part red man deep inside. I'm 1.3 red man deep inside. I just want you to know that Grand Cherokee people, Grand Cherokee tribe, so, so proud to live. So. 
proud to die. So your reservation is Irving, Texas? That was the uh, the reservation you've been You know, maybe on? someday, maybe someday, when you learn, the Grand Cherokee Nation will return. We'll return. We'll return. We'll return. We'll return. Maybe. Now, we'll that's a, a, a powerful tale that you tell. Thank you. However, it does seem reminiscent of a song that your people stole, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, it might. It might sound a little familiar. Because they stole Why don't you it. just, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. going to take a 60-second break. Mm-hmm. You just wallow in your guilt. <laughs> well, look at, oh my gosh, look at. Hang on. I want to, I get blown. What are you doing to your eye? I, 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 I was just thinking about trash. And I, <laughs> you're thinking about what you've done to my nation. You're blowing into your own eye. It's not working yet. It will. See, that's, I'm only 1.3% Native So American. if you were a good 2.5%, the tear would just come tear down would come every right time you down thought of trash. Time, <laughs> I, every time I thought of trash, it would just come right down off really? my face. Yes. Huh. If you're an attorney that knows how to uh, sue for oppression, would you please <laughs> let me know? No white man need apply. Uh, all right. Well, let what me- if they can get you a lot of money? Hmm? What if the white man can get you a lot of money on the case? Well, there's about 98.7 of me that says that's okay. 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 All right. All right. So you'll go with it. Well, it's, mm-hmm. I will have that. We'll take it into the tribal lodge. I'll take it into council. The air-conditioned tribal lodge. lodge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, to be a cyber criminal, all the coffee, all the, all the thing you need is a coffee shop. Uh, you just go to, you know, you just go to uh, Starbucks and check out the Wi-Fi. And it's a hunting ground where you hunted all of our buffalo, uh, except uh, it could be an airport, could be a hotel. Any place with public Wi-Fi is hunting ground for cyber criminals. So if you're on if you're on Wi-Fi, they can have access to everything, absolutely everything. Now, there is something that I think everybody needs today, and that is Norton Secure VPN. I think this is a lot like remember when we talked about LifeLock? And uh, you started talking about it, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. And you were like, okay, well, I'm not sure if everybody's going to need, you know, protection on your identity. Now, everybody must have it. VPN is the same thing, except this is going to happen real fast. You're going to need a VPN. You you should have one right now, but everyone will know what a VPN is soon. Because what a, it's a virtual private network. What it does is it allows you to log on, but not from your computer. You are logging on to a, a network, a virtual private network, and you might be using a computer from, you know, Sweden or Holland or Germany or England. And then it jumps all around so people like Facebook or cyber criminals cannot know. They don't know who's online. They can't grab your stuff. It's a VPN. The people who have been protecting you for a long time when it comes to cybercrime is Norton. Norton Security. I want you to go to Norton.com slash VPN and get a VPN. It's easy to use. You just go there now. It's $3.33 a month, and you can get your own virtual private network. Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. 10 second break for station ID. Let's 
go through the polls here. Yeah, I have some bad news for your tribe. Oh, yeah. uh, Please don't insult my tribe. I'm not insulting your tribe. I'm trying to give you, I would assume you're Elizabeth Warren voter because oh, you're Native I am American. Not. She's a fraud. She's a fraud? I am 13 times more Native American than she is. And I'm tired of these people wearing their little piece of of my heritage on their sleeve and then claiming, oh, I'm Native American. I'm 13 times more Native American than she is. But anyway, tell me about the poll, white man. Well, uh, Joe Biden is leading a new poll of Democratic primary candidates in New Hampshire with 28% of the vote. Now, of course, he has not announced yet. He is expected to announce at some point, although it's not confirmed. 20% said they'd vote for Bernie Sanders. Now, Sanders won New Hampshire against Clinton, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's done well there. In third place is Kamala Harris with 14%. And then Elizabeth Warren in fourth place at 9%. Now, there are approximately zero paths to the nomination that do not have Elizabeth Warren winning New Hampshire. She has to win New Hampshire. It's the state right next door. Uh, she can't lose New if Hampshire. She loses, mm-hmm. If she loses the Northeast... She's toast. She's done. She's toast, and she's already losing. I mean, if you look at this as... Okay, well, there's three candidates in her supposed lane, right? Where you have Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, and Elizabeth Warren all sort of competing for the same voters... Those voters are overwhelmingly going away from her. Joe Biden is kind of a different candidate, or at least that's how he's expected to run, as a, uh, as a tad more moderate. I mean, now moderation is like Barack Obama. Like, Barack Obama is a right-wing candidate in the D- Democratic Party now, which yeah, is what's, incredible. What's, what's strange is he's really actually not. He just opened this door. The fundamental transformation yeah. was to open the door for Marxism and, and get people to look at it and embrace it um, and be comfortable enough saying it in the in their own party. So he moved that ball down the road, and by being able to cry race uh, and racism, be able to shut people up as they were doing these Marxist things. Yeah, so again, w- re- what he believes and what he said, and in this case, even what he did, he just opened the door. I mean. Uh, to give you a sense of how far it's gone, John Delaney, who is a former Maryland congressperson. He's the most conservative out of all of the candidates running. Right. Like that's his what he's positioning himself yeah. as. I, I, he says things like, I think capitalism is the greatest job creator that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he, he'll speak positively. He's a businessman. He's trying to say, hey, like we can be normal blue collar Democrats. That's what we need mm-hmm. to do. That's the winning coalition. He uh, proposed... Uh, opposition. He had opposition towards the Green New Deal and said the Green New Deal is, you know, it's it's crazy. It's never going to happen. Uh, it's socialism. And, you know, that's not who we are. He said, what I support is a uh, massive carbon tax that will get rid of, I think he said, 95% of all carbon emissions. So, to give you a sense, this is the most supposedly, the most conservative, most moderate Democrat in the field and Barack Obama never fully embraced a carbon tax. He occasionally said positive things, but never proposed it as, as the plan to go on. The most conservative guy in the field is considerably to the left of Barack Obama. Same thing on health care. He, uh, he is demanding not Medicare for all. That's crazy. That's socialism. What I want is a public option for everyone to go to. Now, that's, that's about equal with Obama as a candidate, but to the left of, of Obama as a president. Because Obama as a president with Obamacare did not get his public option. 
I mean, think of that. This is a guy who is polling at 1% because he's completely out of the mainstream of the party at this point. And, and he is to the, the left, left of Barack Obama as president of the United States on multiple major issues. I don't know issues. how Joe Biden is going to do it. I, I don't mean, know I mean either. Sincerely. Now, I think he could just try to run more left, which is possible. But he's going to, no matter what he does, he's going to be more to the right of, you know, Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris and all these people. So I think his argument is, look, we did this already. You know, all these people are, have all these crazy ideas. We already did this. We did it. I, I was there for eight years. We won. We won twice. We can win again. There's a good formula that has shown that you know this country goes in the right direction when I'm when I'm involved, and that's an argument that does not work for me, but would work on a lot of Democrats. I think I think the the the, the people that aren't socialists, right, the people who aren't looking for every crazy idea that for free uh, can relate to a Joe Biden and say, where look, do you this guy's that, at least. Where do you see that coalition? I mean, the Tea Party rose up because they the Republicans lost their values, and um, and you know in the end, I think they just crushed the Tea Party. But we made an impact as well, um, and and as a result of it, you do have Donald Trump. Um, where is the coalition to rise up against? Um, the socialism in the democratic party where are the democrats who are like you know what i don't want to end the free market system where are they there does not seem to be a lot however i think that's largely because we're getting a representation from the media and these candidates i think when you have actual voters casting votes the an average democrat in iowa that shows up for a caucus might not be all that socialist so i agree with not in iowa um i agree with you um I should say this. I really want to believe that's true. But if my party had gone off the rails this far, especially on things like life and actually calling for an end of capitalism, I wouldn't just be talking about it with my friends over dinner. I I would be actively saying, wait a minute, where are you going? And not with me. You're listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's a bad time to be a renter, and I think it's only going to get worse. According to new research, the national average rent rose 4.2% last year. If you are a renter, it's only going to get worse. And if you're feeling that pain, maybe it's time to consider other options, like buying a home with help from American Financing. You know, what I really love... um, about American financing. I was just talking to them uh, yesterday and they get, sometimes they'll get bad reviews because they won't give people a loan. They'll be like, no, I, we can't do it. The, the, um, the um, CEO was telling me just yesterday that a friend was using their service and said, you're, you're going to lose money on this in the long run. This is not a good idea for you. They really care about your financial health. Please, AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or 800-906-2440. You can get a subscription to BlazeTV.com. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Beck. You get Mark Levin. You get Eric Bowling. You get Stephen Crowder. Use the promo code Beck for 10 bucks off. Why pay your hard-earned money to join an organization that fought for a government-run health care system and stood against tax cuts for middle-class Americans and small business owners? That's AARP. Join AMAC, the conservative alternative. Same money-saving benefits of AARP without the liberal agenda. 
Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight. Become a member today. Join now at amac.us slash USA. amac.us slash USA. Pat has come in now. Pat and his white men. Hello, pale face. I'm upset about this cultural appropriation going on here. Thank you. Me too. Are you? I mean, for years, I've talked about my entire Cherokee Nation being put away on a reservation. Yeah. They took away I all know, my ways I know of it. life. The tomahawk, I, the bow, and knife. I don't like this. I the, don't like this. Uh, I don't like it. Language? Are, are you 1.3? Native tongue? Are you 1.3 uh, Native tongue. American? Dang English to our young. Are you Native American? I'm probably much, much more than 1.3%. Well, I want you to go to 23andme.com. Mm. I am going to do that. Do and it. I do have the kit at home, actually. I just do you? haven't done it yet. Yeah. Do it. And you it just is really, it. Honestly, it is one of the greatest things I've ever done. You have to do it, Stu. Yeah. I mean, I, I've you know, never really even thought about it. You so know what? Yours is going to come back? What? Terrorist. Yeah. Is that one of the mm-hmm. categories? Mm-hmm. No, but it probably will just, on you, it'll probably come back mm-hmm. 99% French terrorist. <laughs> French terrorist? Yeah, all ter- almost all terrorists are French. Really? Right. Yeah, right. right. Watch 24. Well, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Watch. I've got a lot of French in me, so that's not true, you bastard. Don't talk about my culture that <laughs> well, way. Well, there's sometimes South African, too. Sometimes. Those are the only two places yeah, terrorists come from. There's France and there's South Africa. Well, well, no, you could be Serbian. You could be a Serbian terrorist okay, as well. Okay, all right, okay. So there's, right. there's three white places where yeah. you could possibly be <laughs> right. Alaska. You could come from Alaska. Uh, no, those are generally I've never seen it. I've people. never seen it. from. Yeah, those are generally my people. Those are Glenn's people. Yeah, Glenn's mm-hmm. people up there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so, Pat, we're, we were talking about, uh, you know, off the air about... You know, how how wildly offensive it is for me to, you know, just co-op. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Cherokee. I'm Grand Cherokee. Jeep was named after me. Or oh, you were named or after Jeep. We were named after the, and I say, I don't mean to say me. We, my people, named after the Jeep. Or the Jeep was named after us. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think of it the other way around. Because it's a proud, long heritage. Mm-hmm. Now, that could be offensive to some. But why would anyone on the left be offended by that? I mean, you, you, you can just claim whatever you are. I have the scientific yeah. proof. <clears throat> you can just say, I identify as a black woman. And you were 0% black woman, and that would still be okay. Right, right. You're 1.3%, so you're way ahead of the game right. on this one. That is the beauty of it. You can't identify as anything you want. You can, and uh, we're we're working on a third gender that's non-binary. We're yeah, big part of the Kirsten to... Gillibrand mm-hmm. uh, platform. Yeah, she wants to introduce this. What You're is it? Talk about science deniers! Oh my gosh, yeah, isn't it amazing? It's incredible. Between the gender, the identity thing, you could be black if you're white, white if you're black. You can be not a man or a woman, but some third or fourth or ninety seventh gender. I, you know, I just tweeted something. I just tweeted something this morning, and it's really, really. I mean, it is like a, it's like a fiery furnace for snowflakes, um, uh, and I can't even play it on the air because it would just be one solid beep. Um, but it is a video here. Let me see if I can get the name of it. Uh, I saw it on YouTube. Joiner Lucas, I'm not racist. Have you guys seen that? No. Okay, uh, who's Joyner Lucas? I don't even know who he is. Uh, but it has 112 million views. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, Joyner Lucas, wow. I'm not a racist. And it starts with a white guy 
um, who looks like the typical racist, uh, and he's wearing a MAGA hat, mm-hmm. and he's like, look, and he's talking to a black guy who is stereotypical, you know, dreadlock and everything mm-hmm. else, and and he's like, and he's just lecturing him on, I'm not a racist. These things are happening, and he's making all the points that people are are making, uh, you know, from from the from the white side, and then halfway through, the black guy gets up, and he is throwing it down and saying, "I'm not a racist," and he's saying all these things to the white guy, and both sides are true. You listen to it, and both sides are true. Hmm. And they're saying, if I could just, well, you know, the last line from the white guy is, if I just knew your story, maybe I'd know. But I'm not a racist. And then the other guy's like, oh, that's really, that's your story? Well, let me tell you about my story. And it's ugly. It's ugly. But it's true. And it's because we are throwing you're a racist around, we'll never hear it. We'll never hear the other side. Because we're trying to use race as a tool to divide us. It's a battering ram. Right. Just because I am, just because, you know, I get my DNA test back and I'm German, I'm French, doesn't mean I'm going to build a war machine or surrender. (laughs) I'll probably do both. Um, It doesn't mean that. You'll surrender just as soon as you get across the Maginot Line. Yeah. That's right. The Maginot Line yeah. worked well. It did, that was a it? good idea by the French. Impenetrable. Uh, yeah, because... For about a minute and a half. Well, there was all those trees. They're not going to come through that. all those trees. Except the tank did. Well, yeah, but you're not going to be able to... Hang but... on just a second. You're not going to be able to <laughs> to decimate all of those, those tanks that are buried there in the dirt. What, are you going to drop something from the sky? That's a great point. Great point. If we were meant to fly, we'd have wings. (laughs) Am I right? right? Bombs would have wings. Uh, If you were meant to go through Belgium, uh, the Germans would have been born in Belgium. (laughs) All right. Anyway, uh, so there's another big piece of news that has come out, and that is on civil asset forfeiture. Now, this isn't direct to civil asset forfeiture, but it, it appears as though uh, it it's is a good start. It's a good start, and it was a unanimous decision by the Supreme Court, written by Ginsburg, uh, and all of them were on the same page. And it is giving the constitutional power to the local authorities, saying you guys are t- just taking people's um, assets. And you can't do it. It's and it applies the to the states as well as right. the federal government and local governments. That is great because uh, the states have been out of control on this. And I know that they think that this is an effective tool in the war against drugs, but they've been taking people's property, uh, vehicles, and and cash without any charge. Without mm-hmm. any crime, without any criminal activity, and they've taken a lot of innocent people's property from them. Who never get it back? Uh, the guy and in have Utah. No the guy in Utah. I just checked on this story because I knew we wanted to talk about this. Uh, the guy in Utah got five hundred thousand dollars confiscated. They took five hundred. They pulled him over for a uh, for a signal light that was out. Mm-hmm. A tail light was out, and so they pull him over, and they do a search on his car, 
and they find $500,000 in cash. Now, why was he carrying it? I don't know. It's none of my business. It's not illegal to carry $500,000 in cash. Might be dumb. <clears throat> it's stupid. Uh, yeah. And is it suspicious? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, but if somebody takes it, you could always call the police. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's the police that took it. And so three years later, he still hadn't gotten his money back. He finally took it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. And they said, you got to give it back. Last I saw, they hadn't. They had not given it back yet. 500000 The guy was never charged with anything. Is it suspicious that you got 500000 uh, Yes. But so why? What? Well, because why people don't normally? Yeah, it's out of the I know, but drug, normal get, behavior. Uh, but. Yes, but <clears throat> so is what the Fed is doing. You know, That's true. and they're changing yeah. the rules right. on the banks where you can't take your money out. It's not That's your really money. It is flipped to where you're the last investor. You're the last person to get your money. If mm-hmm. you have money in, in a bank and the bank goes belly up, you are the last in line. And you're like, wait a minute, I didn't invest in a bank. Yes, you did, because the banks all changed the rules on mm-hmm. after 2008. So I don't think it's unreasonable in today's world. It is different. It is risky, but you can't go. I can't have five hundred thousand dollars in cash someplace and say you actually can. Me. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. There's no law against. There's no it. law against it. By the way, the the case that the Supreme Court ruled on was a guy who actually did sell drugs to undercover cops, but it was only two hundred twenty five dollars worth of heroin, and so for that they took away his forty two thousand dollar Land Rover. Well, that's excessive. That's an excessive fine. That's an excessive right. penalty compared to what he did. Because so, the, the actual fine was $1,200 right. for the crime. And then they just right. took his $42,000 car on top of it. Supreme Court ruled he's got to get that back because that's an excessive fine. So what about the people who've been charged with no Nothing. crime? Mm-hmm. They've got to get their property back. Look at the well, way this I think, is. I think the right? way Thomas, mm-hmm. the, the way that Thomas and I think it was Gorsuch were really strong and talked about civil asset forfeiture. And Thomas wrote in there, said, this is out of control Mm -hmm. and it needs to stop. It does. Listen to the way that, uh, I think it's the New York, or the Wall Street Journal writes this up. Supreme Court ruled unanimously Wednesday that states may not impose excessive fines, extending a bedrock constitutional protection, but also potentially jeopardizing asset forfeiture programs that help fund police operations with property seized from criminal suspects. Like, uh, police... Help that way. funding that's not supposed to be the goal of justice mm-hmm. to figure out ways to fund your police department exactly. if, if someone has not committed a crime or it's an excessive fine to a crime mm-hmm. that does not give you the right well we really need the money though that's not a I good will argument tell you this i will tell you this i have one of the most police streets i think in texas don't i yes mm-hmm. for, i mean for speeding tickets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's because a lot of rich people live around there so they just soak them mm-hmm. you still drive that way mm-hmm. have you seen the new firehouse Yes. Is that not the greatest <laughs> yeah. firehouse is, of all we time? We comment on it every time we that drive past it. That is a palace. It's, it's the Taj Mahal. <laughs> it is. I have to send you a picture of it, it's Stu. Amazing. It is amazing. It is it's uh, ridiculous. It's nicer than any home I have seen. It is this. It is all rock work. It is. Uh, it's columns, beautiful. Arches. <laughs> it is beautiful. It's amazing. And every funded time, mainly by Pat Gray. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> I drive by it every day, and I think it's beautiful, and I'm uh-huh. glad we have it. But I keep thinking to myself, well, now I know why my property taxes are so high. Exactly. I mean, we do we need to have it like that? Do we really, honestly, need to have the firehouse look like that? And when 
the economy goes down and all of these rich people who are really invested in the market, they no longer can pay for it. How are they going to pay for things like that? Oh, I know. Pat will be driving through Mm -hmm. and they will just Mm -hmm. go. They'll have to fund all of this stuff. It is so unreasonable and so wrong to do this. And if we don't yeah. stop civil asset forfeiture now in the good times, it, it every American is at risk in the bad times. Thank you, Pat. I don't know the traditional Grand Cherokee uh, goodbye, but why? Why don't you if you're if you're really Native it's American? It's very sacred. It's very sacred. So it's so sacred they don't even tell the people in the tribe don't even about tell it. Them in, yep. Well, mm. I am the tribe. I think. I am the tribe. I'm going to invite other people in the tribe. Well, you said my people. Yeah, and I just don't know who my people are yet. But I'll find them. I'll find them. They're part of the Grand Cherokee tribe. Just saying. So do you, to get into your tribe, do you need to do a DNA test from 23andMe and come out 1.3% eh, or there higher? There might be other ways to get in. Okay. Might be other ways to get mm-hmm. in. I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, you know, that's something that uh, Chief Big Bones uh, needs to uh, counsel on. Might have to have, uh, you know, some sort of... Uh, a vision quest on that one. So I'll get back to you. Um, realestateagentsitrust.com. You want to sell your home? You want to sell it on time? You want to sell it for the most amount of money? It's realestateagentsitrust.com. These people are really, truly, they're the best. This this company started because I had a hard time selling my home. Uh, and I thought there has, has to be a better way to pick a real estate agent. How do you know? Because usually it's just a friend or you're kind of guilted into it or there's just a family member or something. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't – because you think they're all alike. They're not. To be clear, you do live in a home and and, and not a teepee? Uh, n- sure? n- no, I, no uh-uh, not a teepee. I, but I am thinking about it. <laughs> I actually grew, in, uh, grew up in a home next to a teepee. Really? The people across the street from us lived in a teepee, had a teepee. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. It on, gets weird. On Mischief Night, did you TP the TP? I find that offensive. <laughs> anyway, so I can't believe I lived my whole life. I lived there as a teenager, and I never even thought of that. That's, that's wrong. All right, anyway, selling or buying a home, you need the right person, the person that you trust, realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the people, realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, sell your house on time and for the most amount of money, realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Joiner Lucas um, has done this video, 112 million views on YouTube. Uh, and uh, somebody brought it to my attention just uh, yesterday, and I- I'm watching it today. And you're not going to agree with everything either side says, but you are going to hear the, the anger and the argument from the white and the black and the things that they throw around and the things that they may not say uh, that 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 people want to say that may not be right, but it's how they feel. Does that make sense to you? Mm, yeah, you know, you're, you, it's the stuff that you're like, okay, I know what you're trying to say here. I think, I mean, unless you are a racist, I think I understand what you're. I, I can understand where that is coming from, but that's not exactly true. Does that make sense? Right, to you? it's like sort of the defensive side when you're being attacked. You I'll, correct. Hey, but you have problems correct. too, right. right? Like that's the kind of correct. arguments they seem to be correct. Um, and it's this white guy and this black guy, 
Um, and they're just it's a rap of just yelling at each other. Uh, one makes the his point and then halfway through the other guy gets up and makes his point. And it, it, it is, I think, really a really offensive uses the N word and the F word and everything else. It's it, it'll melt snowflakes quickly. Uh, and it would be one of those things that one half would would listen to it and go, yeah, that first guy, he's right. And then dismiss the other or that first guy is dismissal. But this guy at the end, the black guy, he's right. And the point is basically we're not even hearing each other, anymore. not even hearing each other. Will we be seeing a, a rap video of you making the argument against white people from your Native American perspective? Because that seems that would be powerful. That would be cultural appropriation of the black culture. And me and my people in the Grand well, Cherokee your, your Nation. Your son could do it. Do he's 0.3% black. Well, he's 0.3% African. So, okay. yes, he's black. Sure. He's African-American. Yeah. We could say that. Yes. We don't know if he's black or not, but he's African-American. We know Thank that. You. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We want to tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is more than just a phone company. It really is. Um, uh, I, I want you to understand the philosophy of this company. They they found out that elections were being lost and things were being swayed because these giant phone companies were actually putting their board members on board members, you know, as board members on other extremist groups like La Raza. La Raza. Yeah. Uh, and they were donating all kinds of money to La Raza and Planned Parenthood. They thought, you know what? This has got to stop. Everybody uses the same cell towers now. Everybody uses the same cell towers. So your, your coverage is not going to change. What's going to change is you're going to stop empowering these phone companies from giving money to places like La Raza and Planned Parenthood. I urge you, join today. Join today. Patriot Mobile. Be a part of the unified solution. PatriotMobile.com slash the, ba- uh, the Blaze. Right now, you get your activation fee all waived. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. Do that now. Stick together. Stand together. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So there's updates on the Jesse Smollett uh, case. And, 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 and an important part of this, I think, is who really broke this case? Who was brave enough to stand up? There was one journalist in Chicago, and he hasn't been invited on any mainstream media except for Fox News. And I think he's getting heat for that. What are you? Why, why, why aren't you going on CNN? Well, because they're not inviting me. I don't know his political background. I don't care about his political background. He could hate my guts. That's fine. Uh, I want to compliment him for actually doing the work of a journalist and following a story. And I want to hear what he says may be coming next and what has happened in the last 24 hours. You will meet this very brave journalist in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Latest data breach affects emails, passwords from 2.2 billion accounts. But that leaves a couple billion that were not. A couple That's billion, crazy. Billion people that didn't have it hacked. That's a good thing. 2.2 billion people. That's half the earth has had their information leaked. But no one in Antarctica. Right. No one. No one. So that you're no totally one. clear if you're from there. All right. So look, nobody can prevent all identity theft. It's going to happen. And the, the question is, are you going to find out about it before it really breaks up your life and your credit and everything else? It's so important because they not only steal your data, they may only steal one piece of it. Then they go on the dark net and they um, they auction it off. And so there are these people that buy. I want Social Security numbers. Oh, I want addresses. I want banking accounts. And then they start matching them all together. That's when you're really screwed. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, blah, blah, blah. But LifeLock. LifeLock is the best in the business. Use the promo code BECK. You're going to save 10% right now on your first year. It's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, or you can call them at 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, LifeLock.com. Save 10% off your first year, promo code BECK. Rafer Weigel is uh, a uh, a journalist, a reporter from Fox 32 in Chicago. He was brave enough to do the work and actually report on the things that it's my understanding most journalists felt in Chicago, most police felt in Chicago, but no one was willing to really step up and pursue it because it was such a political hot potato. Uh, uh, Rafer, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Mr. Beck, thank you so much for having me on. And I heard what you said earlier, and I just wanted to tell you that this is a, a, a personal a personal coup for me having me on your show because um, my girlfriend's family, they are huge fans of you. And given the fact that I work for the mainstream media, as it were, they've always been kind of looking at me with a side eye. So this is giving <laughs> me a lot of street cred. That's great. In, uh, the clan. So thank you. That's great. So, Rafer, please tell me what... Uh, what it was like reporting on this story and what the things were that started really early on. And you couldn't have been the only one who said something's not right here. No, I mean, all of my colleagues in Chicago, the second we heard it said, this doesn't sound right. You look at the end of the day, you know, our job as journalists is to be skeptical and it's the police's job to be skeptical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we work with the Chicago police on a daily basis. We know these guys personally. And from the get go, it did not sound right. I mean, for one, you know, the area of the, the Streeterville with, you know, guys in red hats and rope and bleach and the fact that nobody would have stepped in. There would have been any, no witnesses. Uh, nobody would have pulled out a cell phone and taken some video. So very early on, police went on the record with saying this doesn't sound right. And we at Fox 32 were very careful to report that the headline was Jesse Smollett says he was attacked. We didn't know if he was attacked or not. We weren't there. Uh, so, you know, for anybody who went with the headline, Jesse Smollett was attacked. I mean, I... You know, I'm no partisan as a, as a journalist. We're supposed to keep it right down the middle. But I mean, I did retweet at Joe Biden, who said, you know, I, I just said, hey, it might be best to tone down the outrage until we know this actually happened. Because very early on, police said, you know, we've got no evidence that this actually happened. And given that location, I mean, you do have to give credit to the Chicago Police Department and the detective work that they did on mm. this, um, you know, to, to now have this guy in, in custody. But uh, but no, from right from the get go, we were skeptical. 
Okay, so um, why were you the, you know, one of the very few, if not the only one, that was really on this story telling the truth? Well, I can't speak for my colleagues. I can tell you that, you know, my managing editor also has a lot of contacts with police, and so do I. And we cross-referenced our, our sources. You know, she would talk to her guys, I would talk to my guys, and then we would, you know, we would compare notes, and then we'd say, you know, do you feel comfortable going with this? She said, look, they're going, you know, they're, they're giving me solid information that they're not buying this. So, uh, you know, I did go with it. It was, um, I don't know, some would have said it was a risk, but I didn't consider it a risk because... I, you know, I, my sources are solid. I mean, they've never burned me before. So, um, you know, I think there was other skepticism in the media here in Chicago. I, um, I didn't read as, uh, as much from my colleagues, but early on, you know, they were emphatic with me at, at PV, my sources that, look, this is, we're, we're not buying this. And, and, you know, they said, I can, you know, you can go on the record with me, but just, you know, quote me anonymously. And, you know, we've always heard the debate about anonymous sources, but at the end of the day, anonymous sources are the backbone of journalism. And, you know, there's a lot of criticism from both the right and the left when there's an article coming out quoting anonymous sources. But it works both ways. And in, in this case, my sources, you know, are reliable. So I felt comfortable sourcing them. I never said Jesse Smollett made it up. I never said he was a liar. I just said, hey, police are, are, are skeptical and, you know, Right now, there's no evidence to suggest it actually happened. And that, was, and that was an accurate statement. It wasn't a partisan statement. It's just at this point, there's no evidence to suggest this actually happened. Isn't that what we're supposed to do, not just as journalists, but also as human beings? We're supposed to say uh, innocent until proven guilty and, it's, and say it, he has alleged this. He says he was. If it is true... It's a horrible thing, but let the police do their work. And when charges are filed we'll, and we hear all the details, then maybe we'll be able to come to a conclusion. But we are we're not those we're not those people anymore. You're just automatically um, either innocent or guilty. And the phrase is you have a right to be believed. No, you have a right to be taken seriously. You don't have a right to be believed. Right. And especially, you know, when you're talking about, uh, you know, something very detailed as this. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people, this has been a very politicized story. And I think initially on, because, you know, I look at, I'm in the trenches in the foxhole here. You know, I'm just looking at the specifics. You know, I have no partisan motivation in terms of dissecting a story. I would have done this if it was, you know, anybody else. And police were giving me the same information. And I think maybe I personally underestimated the degree at how much this is going to be politicized on both sides. But a lot of people, you know, now they just they, they, they want the narrative. Um, you know, I was attacked by a, a, a Black Lives Matter activist for saying I was giving out misinformation. I just politely said, hey, well, what are your sources? What do you know? If you if you if you know what I'm saying is true, I'd like to hear it. Um, you know, so, yeah, a lot of people wanted this story to fill in a specific narrative on both the right and the left, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And all I did was st- stick to the facts. And um, and I'm I got to say, it's a little bit odd to be. And I pr- I'm so grateful to be on your show, Glenn. I but I, and I've been doing Hannity and, and Laura Ingram. But for just doing my job is all I did. And I don't know if that's a sad state of my profession, that all I did was my job. And, you know, good people like yourself are acknowledging me for that. You know, I mean, to me, this was nothing more than going in and punching a clock and going to work. But, you know, I'm an old school journalist. I grew up in a journalism household. You know, the old adage, uh, you know, if your mother says she loves you, check it out. I mean, that's just how we're supposed to do our job. 
Yeah, but we we don't. Are you surprised at how the media has ignored you and this story? I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I know that I work for a Fox station. Perhaps that had something to do with why other outlets didn't reach out to me. Um, you know, I'm I'm been reached out to by by conservative outlets and uh, and, you know, mostly on Fox News. They are my parent company. So I think that makes sense. But no, certainly a CNN called or MSNBC called. I would have you know, gone on with them as well. You know, so I think the biggest thing I'm more concerned about is I hope this is a little bit of a wake up call just because, you know, it, so many people went with the headline that this was true early on without getting more information on the national media. And that surprised me. I'll be honest. I, I was I, I'm usually a huge defender of my profession. We're constantly under siege. And, uh, you know, I used to say the media is not liberal. It's just lazy. And, you know, I don't know if this is an example of that or, 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 or political bias, but it was incorrect. So, I mean, I, I just hope that, you know, other of my colleagues, and I'm not trying to get on a soapbox here and act like I'm, you know, I, I feel bad I even talking this way. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got you to gotta check the facts before you run with a headline. Freddie Reefer Weigel of Fox 32 Chicago. Reefer, I think, is there a possibility that... I mean, this combined with several other cases in recent memory where the the, the initial narrative uh, had cha- changed so quickly and we see something that couldn't possibly be a hoax turn into a hoax potentially here. I think there was a there's been a pattern over the past few years where we've we've used that, you know, journalists always will use the word allegedly or at least are supposed to in, in, a, in a case like this. Uh, but it, it almost becomes like a disclaimer. It's like you throw it in there because, you know, you have to. Shouldn't we be approaching Every story, this is whether a conservative says it, whether a liberal says it, white or black, anything with a real sense of skepticism or at least an inquisitive sense, because if we don't, we can get burned like so many in the media did. This is journalism 101, what you described. I mean, and, 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 and that's the journalism that I was taught is you have to be skeptical. So, I mean, yeah, the Covington boys, I mean, that was another example mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's like we, we don't need any more knocks on my profession for being perceived as being, you know, biased when, when things like this happen. You know, yeah, you have to show restraint. You just have to stick with the who, what, when, where, why. I don't know if it's because now there's so many different media outlets and with social media and so forth that people are, are I don't know, maybe they're fishing for clicks. I'm not sure. Um, but at the end of the day, yes, you're 100 percent right. I, I, I hope this is I mean, my journalism professor you know, who's probably very liberal, was the one who instilled these values in me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so and, and, and so did my parents. I, I'm, you know, I, I just hope that people are a little more responsible right. kind of going forward, you know, as, as far as this stuff goes. So, Rafer, let me uh, let me ask you one quick question. I take a break and then I'd like to get an update on the other side on, on what the latest is. But um, is there any truth to the idea that the police knew who these two guys were? And they either they were they were waiting for uh, Jesse to to walk into the trap or they were going to just kind of let this go until he went on Good Morning America and said, yes, that's them. And I don't know why everybody's calling me lie liar, but we have heard that Rahm Emanuel was outraged by that. And everybody in Chicago was outraged by that, that really we're just going to kind of be cool about it. And that changed things. We've also heard that they knew who these guys were and they were waiting for him to make a positive ID. And the minute he did, that's when the case broke. Are either of those true? 
Well, it's actually just a, a coincidence. They didn't know he was going to go on Good Morning America. And apparently that interview cannot be, according to my detectives, that cannot be used as evidence. It's only what he tells them uh, in a police interview. Uh, the police rolled this, but it wasn't by, because they wanted to let Smola hang himself. They did it because they knew they knew who these two guys were, the, the, Nigerian, uh, the brothers of Nigerian descent. They are from Chicago, so I want to be clear on that. They left town hours after this incident, and they went to Nigeria for two weeks. So the real motivation behind police mm. going slowly on this is they waited for these guys to get back in town. They were at O'Hare Airport waiting for them when they got off the plane. That's so, why. Uh, and it happened to be the same day he was on Good Morning America. Yes. And that what was a coincidence. Hmm. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. Uh, be back with uh, Rafer Weigel. I want to get the update because he has now been arrested. Has he been arrested? Yeah. Jesse? He has been arrested and he is in custody. He will be in bond court today at one thirty. Okay. So we'll get an update on that when we come back. Uh, give me one minute and then back to the program. I want to talk to you a little bit about relief factor. If you're in constant pain, you're not alone. Uh, the majority of Americans are in pain. About 60% of us, uh, or uh, sorry, about 50 million of us yeah. uh, are in pain. 60% of Americans have an injury from high school days yeah. that they still drag around with them all day. Yeah, a third of people say they no longer participate in their favorite sport or exercise because of the pain. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I know I don't do it because I'm lazy. It's yeah, a different I don't do it because I never liked exercise. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and you, you don't know. have a favorite sport. Nope. I don't think theater counts as a sport. No. I don't know why you always go there. Just, just making it's a point. Your, just... It's your pale face hatred. <laughs> uh, by the way, if I'm now uh, 1.3% Native American, which I am, mm-hmm. uh, does that make you my kind of pale face tonto? Well, pale face, yes. I, I don't know if I don't you're, know. You're very pale face. I don't I'm going to start calling you very pale face. But I don't know if I'm. Um, I, am I may be chief, more Native American than you. I am Chief Big Bones. This is very pale face my squaw i, I anyway appreciate that anyway here is relief factor can can help you out of pain uh three-week quick start right now 1995 if you're in pain you got nothing to lose but your pain you want a drug-free natural way to ease your pain and get your life back go to relieffactor.com that is relieffactor.com 10 seconds station id Fox 32 reporter from Chicago, Rafer Weigel, um, the guy who really broke this story and refused to give up on it. Uh, and the reason why why we we pretty much know it and was questioning from the beginning. Um, tell us what is happening with the uh, Jesse Smollett case now. What's ha- what's happened in the last 24 hours? Well, it was an interesting day yesterday. So in the morning, Jesse Smollett's lawyers went in to talk with police. They tried to negotiate some kind of an agreement. No agreement was made. And so the grand jury was put in play by the state's uh, assistant state's attorney. And what kind uh, of a, what they, kind of a, a deal would they were they looking for? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea what what they could have been possibly been trying to um, you know, maybe putting down, perhaps, you know, it would just be speculation. But okay. once the grand jury was put in play, they brought in the two brothers. They testified for two and a half hours, according to their attorney. 
and uh, and then they got the uh, the warrant issued for his arrest. He turned himself in this morning uh, with his attorneys. They negotiated. They spoke with his attorneys last night. They negotiated his surrender. He came in at five o'clock this morning. Was processed, fingerprinted, and now is in the, uh, being held by the Cook County uh, at the Cook County Courthouse by the Cook County Sheriff. Uh, he's in a separate uh, detention area. Uh, as they said, that's common for high-profile detainees. The Chicago police are coming down really hard on this guy. I mean, the superintendent Eddie Johnson just says. You know, what the guy did essentially was shameful. Um, they, the police are describing how, I mean, these two men who uh, allegedly, you know, who whatever, these two Nigerian brothers who were, were in on this or, or somehow, you know, met with Smollett at the time, they were able to track their every move on security cameras to the cab they got into, and they were able to follow the cab to their home. I mean, they, they combed through every single hour of video and tracked a cab, and this was a good two-mile ride for this cab, and uh, and they got it. I mean, that's how they found out where these guys live. That's how they found out who they were. So, I mean, they have a mountain of evidence um, against Jesse Smollett. Now, what they don't have is the attack. That's the thing. I mean, that's the, ir- the irony of it is that, you know, if he did do this and he wanted to get it on camera, he- they did it in the one place where there was no video surveillance of it. So at this point, Smollett is not disputing that there was an attack. He, um, you know, because of the leaks in the Chicago PD, he knows his defense. He knows what he needs to be going against, and it's his word against theirs now. They're saying, you know, that he put him up to this, that he orchestrated this hoax. He's saying, no, these guys just randomly attacked me, and I didn't put him up to anything. So that's kind of where where things uh, are going to go. And, and Smollett's legal team, you know, they they released a statement. They're mounting an aggressive defense. They're going to fight this thing. Uh, you know, and go 12 rounds. I think so. they have to. I mean, the, the police, yeah. you have to put a stop to this or the police are going to spend all of their time chasing down fake claims. There has to be a heavy penalty paid um, for for this kind of stuff. And too many times people are just let go or they pay a fine. This is I personally, I think this is a hate crime. Uh, he obviously he obviously hated people so much. Uh, that he wanted to smear them, whether that was Donald Trump or whatever. But is there any truth to the fact that this was motivated by his career, that he he wrote the letter, that original letter that, you know, was uh, hateful towards him? And I read last night that he was upset that there wasn't more of an outcry just on that letter that he allegedly had sent. Are they looking into that? Absolutely. Now, I mean, I... I couldn't begin to speculate into Jesse Smollett's motivation if he did orchestrate this whole thing, why he would have done it. Um, you know, obviously it was an attention-grabbing, uh, you know, if in fact he did orchestrate this hoax, it was obviously a, an attention-grabbing thing. As far as the letter, though, that's key, and a lot of people are losing sight of that. See, the FBI and the U.S. Postal Service, they are investigating that separately. That is federal time. That I is know. potential terrorism charges mm-hmm. and uh, mail fraud and there are no leaks coming out of that investigation so chicago police right now they're doing this it's a class four felony he's being charged with for filing a police report and and that's uh, that's also a disorderly conduct that's one of three years in prison potentially hmm. this letter is where it, the real trouble could come in yeah, you don't so shockingly the one thing you don't mess with is the post office um hang on there is breaking news on this too yeah this is just coming down from the associated press and washington post among others that the police are saying that jesse smollett did send himself the racist and homophobic letter because he was dissatisfied with his salary on oh empire my God. Um, now this is just an accusation he is uh, as far as i know has not admitted this but uh this is just coming down in the last couple of minutes
So I, that's Do you have it. any idea, Rafer, what that would add to a sentence if the post Oof. office got involved? Oh man, I mean that's I mean that that's again that's federal. Yeah. Um, I mean uh, you'd have to ask a legal expert on that. That's real time. I mean that's not something you're going to negotiate down. <laughs> and I think that's you know I, I think that's going to wow. be you know we, we'll see where this one plays out in terms of Chicago police and the false police report. Right. What your colleague just said, what the Associated Press is reporting, you know, as my guys at PD have told me. That's the real problem for Jesse okay. Smollett, potentially. Rafer, thank you so much. Great job. Great job. And uh, please keep us informed and up to date on uh, any new developments. Appreciate it. Rafer Weigel uh, from Fox 32 in Chicago. Back in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I want to talk to you a little bit about filter by. Now, you're supposed to change your filter every month or two? I didn't know that. Is that true? That's what they say if you live in a high pollen area or you have pets, which, you know, a lot of people do. Uh, <laughs> wow. That seems, uh, wow. That's, I'm not, uh, I'm not I mean, I feel like a dec- every, every other decade is, is okay. Basically where I've been my whole life. Well, I've been when you buy a new house. <laughs> well, you don't change them when, when you... When you you're actually changing them when you get into the new house, or you? Going no, that's something the, that the that's something that you know you have the inspector check, right? The clean filters, no. They, so we need the filters changed. The people who and are selling you the house have to change them, though. Yes, okay. yeah, it's part of the deal. And then <laughs> you you don't change them until somebody you move out, and they're smart enough to say, "Have you changed the filters?" Listen, that's not the way to live your life. No. This is really bad for your HVAC system and bad for your health. Go to filterby.com. Make this really simple. Filterby.com. Filter b u y dot com. If you haven't subscribed to blazetv.com slash Beck, is that because he's 1.3% Native American and you don't like Native Americans? Use the promo code Beck if you're not a hater. Small business owners, do you need help managing cash flow, hiring employees, purchasing inventory? Getting access to capital from traditional banks is incredibly challenging and time-consuming for small business owners. But here's the solution. On Deck. On Deck is 100% committed to small business owners with fast, easy, and tailored financing. Get funding in as fast as 24 hours with term loans up to $500,000 and lines of credit up to $100,000. The application process is simple and won't impact your personal credit. On Deck has lent over $10 billion to over 80,000 small business owners and carries a 9.8 out of 10 rating on Trustpilot and an A-plus rating with the BBB. If you're a small business owner and need quick access to capital, go to ondeck.com slash blaze right now. As a listener to this podcast, you'll receive a free consultation with one of their U.S.-based loan specialists. Get approved online or by phone in just minutes. Go to ondeck.com slash blaze. That's O-N-D-E-C-K dot com slash blaze for your free consultation now. Coming up on the Glenn Beck program, we have uh, Daniel DiMartino. He is uh, from Venezuela, and he has seen socialism up close, and he has a warning for America. That's in about half an hour. In about 10 minutes from now, nine minutes from now, we talk to Ben Sass. Ben Sass is putting uh, the, the uh, not even partial birth, the afterbirth abortion on the table for the Senate, and uh, they're going to go for a vote on that. I believe it's on Monday. We want to talk to him about that and how we can possibly uh, help him. That's all coming up yet on the Glenn Beck program. We also have uh, some new details on uh, the Jesse, Jesse Smollett story. 
So he, the police believe basically he did fake this attack, as you kind of probably know by now. Uh, also believe he faked this letter. He received a letter that was homophobic and uh, racist about a week before these events started. And they believe that Jussie sent this letter to himself. And apparently they believe the reasoning for this is that, at least partially, he believed his salary was too low on Empire. Um, maybe he believed he was not getting the uh, attention he deserved and believed this would raise his profile. I, I mean, I, I'm you know reading into it a little bit there. Also, they were saying that he spent about $3,500 on the attack. So he, spent, he gave them $3,500 for them to actually execute this false attack against him. Um, no word yet of a Subway sponsorship, because that's where he was going for a tuna sandwich. And he <laughs> held on to the tuna sandwich throughout. I also don't know if, I mean, there's a story from CNN about a Burberry. They've uh, apologized for uh, a, a new fashion thing? line, yeah. and they have a noose around the neck. Is it possible? There's a misunderstanding. He was wearing this fashion piece. <laughs> he's just wearing the hoodie with the noose around the neck no, i don't i don't and then, think so well we're gonna find out about I that as well so. uh, it's, so. it's incredible what what is worse a guy who has done it for his political views and he's a social justice guy or the fact he did it for his career i, I don't know which one's worse they're both pretty bad like I, psychopathic bad yeah i mean the, the question is whether you're being selfish or do you want to paint an entire uh, race of people as horrible which is essentially what he's trying to do in a social justice world to say you know, half the country that voted for Trump are a bunch of racists. To me, that does feel worse than saying I want more money. They're both pretty bad, though. They're both pretty. You bad. know, it's amazing because how that's how Chicago got Al Capone uh, is through income tax, and uh, looks like the real penalty may come through the U.S. mail service. I mean, maybe that's the only reason why we still have you know postmen and the mail service, so we could get you know get the bad guys and actually put them behind bars for a long extended period of time. Yeah. But mail fraud is not a joke. And we should be clear, even if he is doing this largely because he wants his salary to be higher, he also is a social justice warrior and was promoting all of that stuff as well. Because surely those they were it was at least part of it. We know that. Could we talk tomorrow about how crazy that cast is? Oh, I would love to get this is you're talking about my favorite topic. The uh, head guy at... Uh, yeah, what's his name? Um, he doesn't seem nuts. The guy who's the head, uh, you know, the, the, the father on Empire. And I've never watched the show. Uh, but uh, you've seen him before. He, he was Howard. in, um, he was in uh, RoboCop. Isn't the, that him? The new RoboCop? No, the RoboCop wasn't. Isn't he the guy? Iron Man. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. That's what I meant. Iron Man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he was. Sorry. What year is it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so he, he was in Iron Man. He's mm -hmm. the, the black Air Force guy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and he seems like he's normal. Is he? I'm getting. Is he? Yeah, because I know. I, I'm, I know. Isn't Don Cheadle in the movie? Don movies Cheadle too? is in it, too. Uh, he's in. I think he is in Iron Man. I just don't. I don't know if he's that. I don't know. Forget it. John, Don Cheadle replaced him. Oh, really? That's what it was. Yeah. Don okay. Cheadle replaced him. Well, the the reason why you bring this up is because he's Terrence crazy. Howard is insane. Insane. And I don't mean insane like he's a party animal. He's like, he has developed his own, his own math. The big belief. Like, I would I love swear, to do true. an interview with him because he is, he's functioning but completely nuts. But completely, literally, we'll tell you about it tomorrow. It's really completely interesting. Completely nuts. Uh, another uh, interesting uh, update here, Glenn, because this is this has a little bit to do with math too, and this audience always comes through on this stuff, which is awesome. Um, we talked about uh, Josh Pinkert, who was one of the people shot in the mass shooting in Aurora uh, the other day. 
and his uh, family's reaction to it, his wife in particular posting on Facebook, really celebrating his life and saying, uh, we know, know where he's going. We know where he's going. Thank and you, Lord, for giving me this, this man. This mountain of a man. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was It was a really int- you know, tough reaction because if you're going through this, it's it's impossible. And she stayed true to her faith and has, has really held up as a great example, not only for her family, but for other people of faith. Uh, they had a GoFundMe going, which was about $25,000 when we talked about it yesterday. They had a goal of $30,000. Well, after we talked about it and the audience heard it, uh, as usual, they go into action and help this family. And now they're up to $62,000, which is more than double their goal. And now, which is really great. Fantastic. You know, it's a great family. And the way they handled this was so great. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. And if you if you want to help out, you can still go to the GoFundMe page and help this family out. I just think it's I think it's great. You can just change somebody's life that fast. You know, in $5 increments. I love it. Mm-hmm. What's the GoFundMe page again? Uh, GoFundMe.com uh, slash Josh-Pinkard-Memorial. We'll also tweet it out from at World of Stew and at Glenn Beck. Okay. Uh, let me talk to you here about our sponsor this half hour. It is Car Shield. Car Shield is, you know, I was thinking, my father, um, my father never had a new car. I bought him his first new car. My first big paycheck that's what I did. I went out and I bought him a new car. He had never owned one in his whole life. And now I'm realizing what a stupid thing to buy new cars. Because you drive it off the lot and it just drops in value immediately. Yeah, immediately. Let somebody else drop it off and you know drive it off the lot. And now how we're so interconnected, you can find things with you know 5,000 miles on it. It's like a brand new car. Yeah, you can find anything you want with any combination of features. Yeah. It's really, yeah. So the problem becomes the warranties. If you have a car that is 5,000, 150,000 miles out and it's out of warranty, you need protection. That's where CarShield comes in. Call CarShield.com at 1-800-CAR-6100. Again, that's CarShield.com at 1-800-CAR-6100. Use the promo code BECK, and you're going to save uh, on, I think it's your first year, you'll save 10%. CarShield.com. They'll cover everything that you need covered in the car. Some restrictions uh, do apply, yada, yada, yada. Just check all the details, but it is CarShield.com. Don't have that check engine light go on. Uh, and not have any kind of coverage for it. You're going to need it. CarShield.com, 1-800-CAR-6100, promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This weekend is the first day of mourning, and I think we should have more of these. I want you to go to dayofmourning.org, mourning spelled with a U, mourning and asking for forgiveness for all of the deaths that have been caused through abortion. And all of us who have sat by idly and not said anything, in my case, because to my shame, I'm carrying enough water, I can't carry that one too. Um I wish I would have never said those things um, because things on life revolving around life are getting worse and worse. And it seems daily. We have uh, Senator Ben Sass with us representing the great state of Nebraska. He has um, uh, the Democrats blocked him when he said, I want just an up or down vote on on whether we kill children after they have been born. 
uh, one of the senators blocked that from happening. So he got together uh, and put together the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. It comes up for a vote on Monday. Welcome to the program, Ben Sass. Glenn, good to be with you. Thanks for the invite. You bet. So, so tell me, tell me what this prevents and what you think is going to happen. Well, so first of all, I'm as pro-life as anybody comes in the U.S. Senate. I'm an original co-sponsor of all of the pro-life legislation, but this really isn't about that. Um, this is about babies that survive an abortion. Um, this is really a vote Monday night about infanticide. So I've, I've been the lead sponsor for three years of the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. There is this phenomenon where when babies survive an abortion, Doctors uh, don't proactively kill them, but they passively back away from the table and allow the babies to die of exposure. I mean, right. it is clear infanticide. Now, I rem- and to your point, I, Robert, I'm sorry. Ahead. I remember a story a few years ago in Chicago where they were putting babies in the closet. Yeah. Yeah, they, some of these places have a room for this where they just move the baby uh, to die as she's on a cold table struggling for life. Uh, I mean, if, if, if equality and a belief, an American belief in universal human dignity mean anything, uh, they surely mean that a baby that's fighting for life uh, has rights and dignity and is an in, image bearer, and we have a moral obligation to provide some care. So that's really all this is about is once a baby has already survived a botched abortion, um, do you have to provide care for it, the same level of care you provide for any other baby at that stage, or can you kill it by exposure? And bizarrely, there are states that are actively having this as a debate right now. So you say you've sponsored this for three years. Has it been rejected or has it never gotten a vote? Uh, It hadn't gotten a vote before. And then after what has happened in New York and Virginia over the last month, I pushed to get it more floor time. I've been pushing in the past to get a recorded vote. But as you know, the vast majority of whatever gets accomplished in the U.S. Senate gets accomplished 100 to zero by unanimous consent. Senators work out their disagreements for weeks or months or years in private. And then you bring something to the floor and you say, you know, Mr. President, Madam President, I believe we have unanimous consent. Everybody agrees we should pass this. Condemning infanticide should be done that way. Uh, It it shouldn't need a recorded vote, but we need one now because uh, a Democrat from Washington state has decided to block us from a unanimous consent passage. But this is sort of triggered in the public mind by what happened in New York and Virginia over the last month, where in New York, um, Governor Cuomo lit up the World Trade Center site in pink to celebrate pro-abortion legislation that repealed protections for an infant that had been born alive during an abortion. So at the, at the moment of birth, they were stripping away protections. And New York decides to celebrate it by lighting up the World Trade Center area in pink, which has historically been the color to celebrate the persistence and grit of women who beat breast cancer. I mean, literally the color was a symbolic color celebrating life, and now they decided to reverse it and use it to celebrate death. It's really perverse. And then in Virginia, the disgraced governor there, Northam, obviously has massive problems with human dignity across a whole bunch of dimensions. He's been on the radio defending infanticide. And so it became an opportunity to try to focus the public mind a little bit. And happily, we've been able to get through all the procedural hurdles that we get a floor vote next Monday night. So what do you think is going to happen? I I think that the, you know, abortion zealotry industry has 
decided to try to intimidate a bunch of Democratic senators. And I honestly don't know what the vote's going to be. I know we're going to have a bunch of people opposing it now. Um, a, a number of, sort of quasi public health organizations, uh, many of them really just abortion advocacy groups, have put out a letter uh, condemning this Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act as uh, getting in the way of, of uh, private health care decisions. Uh, we're talking about babies that have actually been born alive and are on a table fighting for for life, trying to cry and breathe and want food and warmth. Um, and they're saying that's a, a private decision, which is truly bizarre. No, you, so I, I can't tell they, you what the court is going to be. But the, but the decision you made was to kill it. OK, now it's no longer in your body. If you don't want that baby because you said kill it, that is an individual now that should be mandated to go to uh, an adoption agency. I mean, it, that you're, you have to preserve that life. It's no longer connected to mom. So mom has no right to that baby if she said she wanted it killed. I mean, does she? We're talking about something pretty basic here. I mean, everybody, it shouldn't be politics. It shouldn't be right versus left. We're talking about do you have a heart? And, and I mean, I think it's important to have some historical memory on this. Infanticide has been a practice through lots of human history. It's gross and repugnant, and we should be well better than that but the ancient aztecs the ancient greeks they would kill kids that were regarded as undesirable uh, by exposure you'd, you'd take a 12 month old baby and decide we don't want this one anymore she's got x problem or y problem let's go leave them on the mountainside in the cold to die and that's that what, is really the practice we're talking about here and, and it's, uh, it, yeah, i'm you know, sorry to interrupt it's one of the th- main things that happened with with the romans and the christians the christians looked so bizarre because romans would have babies and they'd throw them on a garbage barge and they would just die from exposure and the christians felt that was wrong and they would go get those children out of the garbage barges and take them and care for them yeah we we have uh, a culture that claims to believe in universal human dignity. We believe kids are image bearers. We believe they have worth and value. Um, and, you know, I've, the Senate is a weird place. I'm one of eight people uh, out of the hundred there has never been a politician before. There isn't a piece of legislation that'll be introduced where somebody won't claim you have to be for it because you're fighting for the poorest and the, the most vulnerable among us. And it feels like half of the Senate Democratic caucus is running for president right now. And they're constantly out there telling people they fight for the little guy. Well, here's a chance to actually prove it. Fight for the little guy and the little gal. I mean, we are literally talking about the poorest and weakest and most vulnerable among us. When these babies are fighting for life on a cold table, um, you don't back away. You provide care and comfort. Senator, we have about one minute. Is, Is there any way that Democrats could say, well, this does more than just save babies that have been born? There's a slippery slope here and we see what they're trying to do. Is there any legitimate complaint that they can have over this bill or is it clear? No. No, it's clear. There's no no legitimate complaint. But the distinction they're trying to draw is that you don't need a bill to prohibit infanticide because we already have laws to prohibit murder. And so the distinction they're trying to weasel around is saying nobody is taking a baby that survives an abortion and taking a pillow and putting it over her face and actively suffocating her to death. We're, we're just backing away from the table and allowing the baby to die on her own. You, under mm. this logic, you could kill 12-month-olds the same way. And you can also kill people like Terry Schiavo the same way. We're not killing her. We're just not giving her any food. We're just letting her die. Uh, I mean, it always happens on both ends of the spectrum, and we're seeing the result of this, this evil, evil practice. Um, and doctors that are not 
living their oath. Um, Senator Ben Sass, thank you so much. We'll be watching on uh, Monday. We we uh, wish you the best of luck, and thanks for being on the program, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is Home Title Lock. This is something that uh, we all really believe in and we have for our homes because we think it's really important. There is only one company that can watch your title. There's one company that is positioned at the that the digital gate or vault door. And so when titles go in and out, they are checked by this company and they check with you. Did you really sell your house? Did you just change the title? And if you haven't, they capture the guys who are trying to change it. That's really key. Please join us in in um, in having home title lock protect your home and your title. Make sure that your family, your your parents especially, are protected. Free title scan, hundred dollars search for free when you sign up at hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So the socialism that we being we hear being preached uh, now from the Democrats, is it really Sweden? The Swedes say no. Or is it the beginning of Venezuela? We have a guy. He is a, a junior in college here in America. He came to America in 2016 from Venezuela. Now his country is in dire, dire trouble. He's going to talk to us about socialism, Venezuela, and where America is headed. We do that in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I, I, I love to paint. Uh, it allows me to relax and slow down and escape from another place, at least for a while, away from the chaos of, of life. And without re- relief factor, uh, I mean, I have a real problem with my hands uh, to where they don't they don't work um, sometimes. And they um, and they are in they cause me a, a, they just they're troublesome. It's like having meat mitts um, and the pain that is that goes along with some of this is just outrageous. I'm sure you have more pain than I do. Uh, we all have something. We all have something. Uh, how do we get around it? How do we live? How do we function? How do we do the things that we wanted to do? Well, for the last five years, I've been struggling on and off, trying to find something. Relief Factor has given me the most consistent pain relief of anything that I have tried. It is uh, something that is all 100% natural, drug-free, and it uh, you take it three times a day. And what it does is it reduces inflammation in our body, which is the biggest source of our problems in our body. And I mean for cancer, and but, but you know mainly for pain as well. It causes all kinds of things to happen. Reduce the inflammation by taking Relief Factor. Take it three times a day. Look, they know that it works at about 70% of the people who try it. 
So are you part of the 70 or the 30%? They are straight up with you on the get-go. If you don't see any results in the, in the first three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. Um, so try it for three weeks. Take it as directed. If it works for you like it does, 70% of the people that order it, order again month after month after month because, for like me, it works. It is Relief Factor. Please try it. 800-500-8384. Do the things you want to do again. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. A contributor to Young Voices and uh, a Venezuela expatriate. His name is Daniel DiMartino. He was born and raised in Venezuela, where he went to high school and saw the the wonderful experiences and consequences of socialism. In 2016, he left Venezuela to go to college at Indiana University, Purdue, in Indianapolis. He is a junior majoring in quantitative economics. He writes and talks about economics and politics, specifically the importance of freedom, taxes, regulations, and internal affairs. Welcome to the program, uh, Daniel DiMartino. Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me. You bet. First of all, how is your family? You still have family back in Venezuela? I do have a lot of extended family and friends. My uh, my parents and my grandparents, they thankfully left at the end of 2017, and now they live in Spain. What is life like now in Venezuela? It is it is very, very terrible. Um, you, can, you can hear it. You can look at it on videos, and I can tell it to you from firsthand experience that I suffered constant blackouts. I had to make lines for hours for food. I had to, well, don't even think about getting sick. Thankfully, I was young and healthy, but many of my friends who got sick, then uh, they got terrible treatment in the hospitals because there was just no medicine to treat them with. Now, people will say that this is just Maduro because he's not doing socialism right, uh, that things were different (laughs) under Chavez. He did it right. True or false? Well, (laughs) Completely false. Uh, I suffer from blackouts and water shortages and uh, food shortages from way before Maduro, uh, definitely with Chavez. And it is Chavez who implemented the policies that took us here, of course, and that have accumulated in their mistakes. Chavez was the one who took away the electricity, uh, water, uh, oil industries from the private hands and nationalized them. He's the one who hired masses and masses of government employees just to get their votes. And he's also the person who, with all this government control, started using it to uh, bribe people, to steal money. It was just terrible. So as you hear our politicians uh, here talk about socialism, they always try to tell us that we want Sweden. But Sweden is not a socialist country. It's a capitalist country with a giant welfare net. Um, Tell me the difference and tell me what you feel when you watch the Democratic Party and half of America start to embrace socialism. Is what they're saying different than what you heard politicians in Venezuela say? It is not different at all, Glenn. And let me tell you what is a very, very key difference between what would be Sweden's and their uh, proposals of the Democrat socialists here. They want to expand the welfare state in America, yes. But they want to expand it even beyond what Sweden has. They want to increase taxes even beyond what Sweden has. And even worse, they, they're not even going to be able to raise enough tax revenue for all their proposals. 
Sweden is a very fiscally responsible country, uh, Glenn. Like their their debt is under control. They don't have a large budget deficit like the United States. So if the Democrats really don't want to turn the United States into Venezuela by having to print money and create hyperinflation, then they will have to tell Americans the truth. They want to tax poor people at 50, 60 and 70 percent rates, not just the rich. You you are going to college now. You're a junior in college. I imagine that uh, you meet a lot of young socialists. Um, that is the that's the rage right now. Can you tell us what the attraction is to people your age to socialism? And when you talk to them, what is the aha moment? What is the thing that you say or start to discuss where they listen and go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, they they do understand what's uh, going on in Venezuela once they hear from somebody who's actually from from Venezuela, in my experience. I think that they believe that, um, you know, the Chavez, like you were saying, was a good person and Maduro was not. But when you actually explain them what's going on, they do change their minds. Most of them. Some of them are just, I would say, lost. Um, but most of them do change their minds and they're not radicals. And I don't think most Americans are radicals. But that's why we need to, to spread the word this way. And, you know, that's why I think that Venezuelans and victims of communism around the world are playing a very key role in the United States to fight against these lies of the Democrats. If we, if we didn't have people who experienced socialism, how would we be able to, to fight it here, you know? But are you making a difference in your age group? I mean, what are the things that you say that, and if there are any, teach us how to speak to a millennial about socialism, I tell them uh, about the facts in, in Venezuela, they, that socialism doesn't lead us to equality, which is what they want. And you have to speak to people relating to their goals. You are, it's going to be basically impossible to change somebody's values or inherent goals for their society, for their perfect ideal society. Well, but so, the reality so, is that socialist societies are not equal at all. They're even more unequal than capitalist society. Right. So, but Daniel, you, you have to understand, at least in my opinion, that capitalism has never been about equality. It's not. It's about uh, the free market. It's about each individual. So it's, it does create an unequal society. However, that is right. socialism as you just pointed out, also creates, but they always say, well, that's because it wasn't done right. But it also always creates um, uh, an unequal uh, standard of living. Even if it was run honestly, it would it, the equality would be misery. That It is true. It is true that capitalism's goal is not equality, and I'm not saying that that's my goal either. Right. But I'm saying that it's it's very hard to, to persuade somebody in uh, one conversation and tell them that, you know, they need to change completely their worldview. Right. So, is, I, I think it's basically impossible. So what I do think is that you can persuade millennials, and that's what I've done, uh, by telling them the truth. Nobody will ever implement your ideas perfectly, just like... There are still subsidies, just like there's still government intervention in free market societies like the U.S. or uh, Hong Kong and any other country. So if we want to live in a near uh, livable world, then we need to live in a, country, in a country of freedom and that still allows for inequality. What, is, uh, what does this mean to you and to your family when you see America 
teetering this close. We have never, ever been this close to losing the free market from the inside. Yes. What does... it, is, it is scary. It is scary, Glenn. Um, I came to the United States specifically because of my university that sponsored me, of course. But I, I could have gone to, you know, to Spain with my parents, but I, I didn't because I think that the United States is a country where I thought, and I still think, though, that it is less likely for socialism to be implemented in the U.S. than in any other country in the world. It's like Ronald Reagan said at the, the Shining City on a Hill. And if the, the only way to keep it that way is for us to fight uh, against this murderous ideology, not just here in the United States, but everywhere around the world, because Venezuela is exporting this ideology by funding uh, socialist movements abroad in Europe specifically. You have several Dallas Cowboy stadiums full of people listening to you right now. What should Americans know that you think maybe we don't know or understand? That the only no, no country is safe from from false promises and lure for false promises, and that not every measure that the left will propose will take us to Venezuela, but little by little, taking away our, our freedoms, they are going to eventually lead us into a terrible society, a society that is stagnated like in Europe, or even worse, a society that is in decline like in Venezuela. So we need to do everything we can to vote, to protect, to speak out in favor of freedom. That means lower taxes. That means responsible government. That means freedom to uh, immigrate, freedom to trade, all these freedoms that are necessary for a country to stay free. When you hear people talk about in America oppression and, oh, my life has been so tough, is that hard for you to sit through and listen to? <laughs> it's it's a little laughable to be honest. Uh I, I understand that some people like everyone goes through very difficult things. Yeah. But but I've I've had people, I had even college professors tell me that what's going on in Venezuela, uh it's not worse than what uh the low income individuals in the United States go through. And it's real laughable because the United States, yes, it has poverty, but Poor people in the United States even have internet, electricity, water. That's not what happens in Venezuela, right? Right. right. <laughs> people are starving in Venezuela. How so, can, how, can yeah. how can we help the people of Venezuela? What's the best thing we can do? The best thing that the, the United States can do is, in part, what it's currently doing. President Trump is taking the right actions by leading the world in pressuring Maduro to get out. And what's but, the what's the best thing that we can do as individuals? As individuals, we need to uh, advocate first for that not to be implemented in the United States, but also we need to advocate for, so that and support President Trump's actions. There are Congress people in the United States, such as Ilan Omar, Tulsi Gabbard, who are spreading lies about Venezuela, Glenn. They're saying that we, the opposition, are some kind of far-right armed group, like like if we were terrorists, when in reality we have a regime that is killing us and starving us purposefully, a genocide. So what we need to do is support the change of uh, regime in Venezuela with our democratic president, who is Juan Guaido, and push the countries in the region to take even more forceful action so that Maduro can get out. Daniel Martino, thank you so much. Um, I'm glad you're here in America. I'm glad your family is safe, we pray. 
for your uh, for your country of Venezuela. Thank you, and I hope to talk to you again. Daniel DiMartino, he is a contributor from Young Voices and a Venezuelan uh, expatriate. You can f- follow him on Twitter at Daniel DiMartino. You can also find him at Young hashtag or I mean uh, Young uh, um, dash voices.com that's young dash voices.com you know what i'm not having for lunch today it's going to come as a surprise to you Stu. um what what could it not gonna have a salad really yeah not gonna have a salad you know what i'm not gonna have for lunch tomorrow probably also salad, salad. yeah <laughs> yeah for the rest of my life hope hopefully not a salad do you even put lettuce on cheeseburgers uh, depends if it's really, really fresh. Yes, if it starts to get a little droopy, no. Okay. Yeah, and I don't really consider McDonald's. I don't really consider that lettuce. I'm not sure what that stuff is. <laughs> that, so any, anyway, um, you you don't ever have to eat a salad ever again. If you want your your nutrients and your vitamins and everything else, you can get it now in Field of Greens. This is this is not a supplement. This is the actual nutrition. When You'll know something is a scam when it says 100% uh, organic, and then you look down and it says supplements. This is not supplements. This is real USDA organic fruits and vegetables complete with the antioxidants, the, which oh, will boost your... Please tell me it has uh, iotics in it. I only eat things that have iotics. Well, it has... Uh, Antioxidants. It has. Uh, it has pro- a probiotic. Okay. It has prebiotic. Okay, good. Does not have antibiotic. Okay, okay. That's the only thing they're missing. Uh, you yeah. just take all your medicine through Field of Greens, right? It's, but anyway, it's real food. <laughs> uh, this is the real stuff, and a better you is right around the corner. You take a spoonful of it and you mix it into whatever you're um, eating or drinking, and you get everything that you need without ever going to the salad bar. Yes. Oh, I love BrickhouseGlenn.com, BrickhouseGlenn.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use my name, G-L-E-N-N. A better you awaits. BrickhouseGlenn.com, offer code Glenn. 10 seconds, station ID. I don't think people know how close we are to that. Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, you have people that I think most would recognize are either socialist, democratic socialist. I mean, we talked about the clip of uh, the article written by a democratic socialist that said, our long-term goal is to end capitalism, period. And that's the Ocasio-Cortez wing of the party, which is now every main uh, democratic nominee. And you might think, well, they're not, people are not going to vote for socialists in the end. But when it comes down to a one-on-one, anything can happen. Anything can, anything happen. can happen. If there's a if there's a, a yep. scandal or the economy turns negative at the wrong time, anything can happen, yep. and you could wind up with a Bernie Sanders as your president, and that is changing the entire fabric of our society. I think it's amazing um, in in the response to AOC on what happened with Amazon. I mean, first of all, there's a billboard that was put up in Times Square. It says twenty five thousand jobs lost. $4 billion in lost wages, $12 billion in lost economic activity for New York. Thanks for nothing, AOC. <laughs> now, she's coming back and saying, so some billionaire spent money on a billboard. That's no big deal. I'm with the people. I don't know the people are with you on this. I mean, I, I really don't know. Maybe well, there is a few people that are, you know, wanted to keep the lifestyle exactly the way it was. But this, the mayor of New York, the governor of New York is pissed at her. 
Yeah, and this is your difference you've been highlighting between the hip Democrats and the hip, hip replacement, replacement Democrats. Right. Because the guy she uh, replaced would not have attempted no. to stop an Amazon deal. And by the way, you, you say, you know, she's with, she says she's with the people. The polling overwhelmingly shows that New Yorkers are in favor of Amazon being there. So this is what Cuomo wrote. Amazon chose to come to New York because we are the capital of the world and the best place to do business. Uh, I don't think you've been there before, Governor. We competed in and won the most hotly contested national economic development competition in the United States, resulting in at least twenty-five to 40,000 good-paying jobs for our state and nearly $30 billion in new revenue to fund transit improvements, new housing, schools, and countless other uh, life improvements. Bringing Amazon to New York diversified our economy away from real estate and Wall Street, further cementing our status as an emerging center for tech. It was an extraordinary economic win, not just for Queens, New York City, but for the entire region from Long, from Long Island to Albany's Nanotech Center. However, a few politicians put their own narrow political interest above their community, which poll after poll shows overwhelmingly supported bringing Amazon to Long Island City, the state's economic future and the best interests of the people of this state. The New York State Senate has done, a tre- has done tremendous damage. They should be held accountable for this lost economic opportunity. The fundamentals of New York business climate and, and community that attracted Amazon to be here are talent pool, world-class education system, commitment to diversity and progressivism uh, remain, and we won't be deterred as we continue to attract world-class business communities across New York State. I will tell you, the, he, he put the one word in there, progressivism. That, that's, that's a job killer. That's a job killer. And progressivism is just the slow progressive uh, the slow progression uh, from a free market to a socialist market. That's that's what that is. That's what you're getting now. You're just at the end of it. So now you're getting the actual revolutionaries that want to get rid of the free market. Mm-hmm. Now, she came out and she was tweeting about this. I don't think she understands the tax code at all. I don't think she understands almost anything she talks about at all. She has a degree in economics. That does not change my analysis. No, I know that. But how did she get? A, I mean, BU should be BU should be questioning their entire. If I had a kid that went to BU for economics. Oh, my gosh. And they turned her out. I would be quite I would ask for my money back. How how is when you hear her talk about we could have used all of that money and given it back to the taxpayers we could have we could have used all that money and and built things excuse me they they give them a tax break they give them a tax break so it's not like you have that money sitting in a, a bank they come in they make money you lower their tax rate to attract them. The taxes that they do pay and all of the workers pay go to rebuild infrastructure, etc., etc. She has no idea how the system even works. No clue. Did she even listen when she went to university? No. You're listening to Glenn Beck. No, she did not. I want to tell you a little bit about Goldline. Let's see if you even listened. Why is gold important in a situation like what we're headed into? Well, it's important because when you take the wrapper from the outside off, there's chocolate inside. And so if hungry people no. are able no, come to on, get seriously. food. Why is it? Why, why is it important? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's been the hedge against disaster for all of human history. 
So when things go bad, you have gold there to, uh, you know, it's a system that's set up that's always there to be used if you need it. And man always gets arrogant and says, we don't need gold. We have this. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is. Literally, there are cultures in the world that have used giant rocks. And the biggest rock was, you know, you were the richest man in town. That's true. Um, That doesn't work. Gold is always the thing that the world comes back to. Please find out if you should be invested in gold or silver, the real stuff. Call 866-GOLDLINE. Subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Beck. I don't think they take chocolate coins at this point, but we're working on that. Big rocks? Yeah, big rocks are fine. Eric Early, he is an attorney. Um, he is a, actually a managing partner at his firm uh, that is usually involved in really complex uh, litigation matters, uh, focusing on business, entertainment, real estate, title, escrow-related litigation, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but he also is um, involved in a case in California that everyone should be paying attention to. Very um, clear cut on the outset, but he is fighting uh, Hydra. Uh, his, um, uh, his clients are suing to block in, in, um, inclusivity teaching in the schools in California. And Eric joins us to tell about it uh, right now. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm good, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, all right. So the parents, they don't want to be inclusive. How hate mongering of them. Yeah, uh, they are so hate mongering. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, this uh, this outfit, uh, I was contacted about uh, a couple months ago by a group of concerned citizens in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, they knew that I had run for California Attorney General as a Republican. I had gotten almost a million votes. I had never run for public office before. And they contacted me and they said, listen, we have a problem up here and and we need some help. And they told me the story that they had learned right about that time. Uh, A parent and a teacher had gone to one of these programs where they were supposed to learn about uh, implicit bias training. And they were, they were, told they were they soon were separated out because they were white they were separated out into a group separate from all the other parents there and they started being told how they were racist uh meanwhile the people teaching this class had never seen them before didn't know them the parents said what are you talking about we're not racist the more they try and fight back the more they were attacked by these people uh so-called doing the teaching so what this has amounted to is that the Santa Barbara Unified School District has hired a group called Just Communities Central Coast, and they've been working with this Just Communities group for several years now, paid them more than a million dollars in taxpayer funds. Mm. And this group goes in and indoctrinates the teachers and the students, and their programming is just outrageous. So uh, so a, a nonprofit called Fair Education Santa Barbara was formed by these uh, concerned parents, and we recently filed a lawsuit on their behalf uh, in federal court here in Los Angeles against both the school district and this Just Communities outfit. It is amazing, Eric, is it not, how things have flipped? It's like we're back in the 1950s, except white is black and black is white. I mean, the- well, that's a very good point. 
and and things have totally flipped. And one of the ironies of our case is uh, is that we are bringing the case based on constitutional or statutes based on the U.S. Constitution that were put in place to protect uh, minorities such as uh, blacks, uh, Hispanics, Asians, etc. Now we're relying on those statutes to protect white people. This is our, so when you talk about inclusivity uh, training, what exactly are they teaching? Because they would make the argument, well, of course it's good to be inclusive. Of course these things are okay. What, are, what exactly are they teaching here? Well, just just stepping back a second, this 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 so-called implicit bias training is being taught all over the place now. Uh, it's it's required uh, sort of education uh, for federal workers uh, ever since sort of a an executive order came down f- uh, during the Obama administration as being taught more and more in schools. So implicit bias training in and of itself is is basically becoming the norm, whether you like it or not. The problem with this group is it goes way beyond the pale of uh, your standard implicit bias training. And is uh, here, let me read you something right from one of the, the documents that these parents gave us, okay. uh, which we've attached to our complaint. It's called Forms of Oppression, and it's a, it's a chart. And in the left column, it says Form of Oppression. And it uses the, and it says underneath that racism, and then just to the right of that, there's a column that says privilege group, it says white people. In the target group, it says it says people of color. Go back to the form of oppression column. It says religious oppression, privilege group, Christian people, target group, all others. So this Jeez. is the kind of yeah, this is the kind of insanity that's being taught to the kids of the Santa Barbara Unified School District. And most of the parents out there we've spoken to had no clue this was going on in the schools. Wow. How, how your kid would have to come back? If you're talking to your kid, they would have to come back and say some of this stuff to you. Well, that's how some of these people have been finding out about it. And, and I've spoken to one parent, and he had, uh, I thought it was a great suggestion. He said, you know, we have to sign a permission slip for our kids to go on a field trip. And we should have to sign a permission slip if we want our kids, our young kids, to sit through this kind of training. Uh, But, of course, the school district basically keeps it under wraps. They'll say they don't keep it under wraps, but, but they basically do. And uh, and so now, uh, thanks to our lawsuit, thanks to the attention this is getting in Santa Barbara, uh, people are becoming aware of it. Uh, another thing that we learned in this case that people are also becoming aware of is the, the school board up there, which hires uh, which hires this group and is so enamored with this just communities group is is made up mostly of of the same what I call you know alt left social warrior types it's really really troubling and this is just another example of how this creeping you know Alinsky-esque kind of programming has been going through the schools and 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 this is uh, this is what the kids are learning growing up Eric, it would be bad enough if this stuff was just be ta- being taught to kids in school. But this is actually costing the taxpayers a lot of cash, too, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, over the course of the last several years, this school district has, has 
authorize the payment of more than a million dollars to Just Community Center Coast of taxpayer funds. And the latest contract that was just entered in October uh, is for another $300,000 for the next school year. And, uh, you know, it's remarkable. And all of this is being brought to the attention of the federal court. So, uh, you know, we've got some some really important claims. It's a strong case, and we just hope we uh, we get the right ruling. Who is that group? Who makes up that group? Who sponsored that group? Who created that group? This just community Central Coast? Yes. Uh, you know, it, it started, I believe, in St. Louis. Uh, and it's uh, these, these sort of social justice types, uh, very left wing, and uh, and basically like a it can't like a cancer. It, it has spread out to California, and they created a base in the Santa Barbara area, and now they're trying to spread this orthodoxy throughout the state of California. Uh, it's it's very troubling, and you know one thing about one thing you learn about people on the left is. They are great at organizing. They're much better at organizing than the conservative folks I know. You know, conservative people I know are much more independent, believe in liberty, believe in uh, in free speech, and, and, and want the government out of our lives. But these groups on the other side are just the opposite. Uh, they want the government to take over everything, and they, they're, they're just passionately organized to uh, do what they're seeking to do. So, uh, you know, they're putting up a fight. They're using their, their, you know, typical tactics have started to try and uh, silence us, uh, but we won't be silenced. And, and I, you know, and, and along those lines, we have a few people that started this uh, Fair Education Santa Barbara that are really brave people. Because in this day and age, if you make these kind of arguments, uh, I'm sure most of your listeners know the kind of attacks that we become subject to. How can we help? Uh, well, www.faireducation.org is uh, is the website that's been set up by Fair Education, and I would uh, ask your listeners to go to faireducation.org and and uh, read about what's going on and uh, donate to the cause. It's a uh, tax deductible donation, and support us in any other way that that you can think of. Are you? Uh... Are you confident you're going to win, or? Well, our lawsuit is very strong. And, uh, you know, in this day and age, in California, you don't know. in the court system, you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, if the court follows the law and the facts, we should win this case. Big if, but uh, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> good luck, Eric. And uh, stay in touch with us. Let us know what happens, okay? Great. Thank Thanks you very much. All right. News for uh, this school district. You don't need $300,000 to teach kids that white people are racist. Just flip on MSNBC for the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, you can get it this was, all over the place. Yeah, at very that. low cost. Very low. I mean, very let's low. just be bargain hunters. If we want to call white people racist, we can get that all over the place for free. Why bother spending $300,000 for it? At the very least, that's a you good know, cost-cutting That's measure. what we were talking about yesterday about uh, uh, John Wayne. Mm-hmm. I think that's why John Wayne was taken apart yesterday. I mean, when are they going to take, take apart Lyndon Baines Johnson for all the things that mm. he said? When are they going to take Woodrow Wilson, FDR? When are they going to take Margaret Sanger to task for what she said? They're not. They excuse that. John Wayne? John Wayne? Nobody's going to hire him. I don't know if you know this, but he's dead. So he's not going to make any more movies. Why would you do that? They're doing that so they can attack every single American icon and have it destroyed. 
That's why they attacked John Wayne. What he said in 1971 wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. But who would have even known it? And what difference does it make now? John Wayne's not influencing anybody. John Wayne is, you know, is dead. It's hard to do when you're dead. It's so difficult. I know. And he sent us an application. And yesterday I had to say no. Mm. Liberty Safe is uh, the best built safe on the planet, bar none. Are they making the ice cream locks yet? Liberty Safe? Ooh. Ben and Jerry said there's new locks for the ice cream so people can't steal stuff out of your pints in the freezer. Seriously? Yeah. They actually built a combination pint locks from Ben and Jerry's. Oh, my God. And you put them on the top of your ice cream, and then no one can steal the rest of your ice cream. See, I've been trying to get Liberty Safe just to put refrigeration and freezing in the safe. Oh, then you just, that's where you would store all, all your ice cream. valuables, which would, yes. anything with a certain fat uh, content yes. and goes sugar content there. goes in there. Goes in there. So people can't exactly steal Exactly right. I'll keep my chocolate at a, at a nice temperature, uh, you know, freeze the Snickers bars. Oh, oh, oh now, now, yeah. now you've yeah. told me what I'm eating for the rest of the day. <laughs> all right. Liberty Safe on sale now at your local Cabela's, and you can always have the uh, latest promotions at LibertySafe.com, LibertySafe.com. Make sure you check out the video uh, at the top of their page. It'll be the best thing you watch all day. I mean, besides this program. Uh, Liberty Safe, Liberty Safe, best built safes on the planet, bar none. You can get them on sale now at Cabela's or at LibertySafe.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, There's a couple of stories here about AI that I think are disturbing. First of all, new AI can guess whether you're gay or straight from a photograph. I mean, I thought that I thought that was I thought that was just us. Right. I thought we were supposed to stop doing that. Now, something smarter than us says it can do it. Yeah, I'm very confused as to the level of AI. AI is an interesting topic, artificial intelligence, because you you listen to Glenn and it is all about how, you know, we could we could be basically dead. All of us could be dead. Now, of course, every topic Glenn brings to the the idea that we could all be dead. Yeah. Uh, But this one in particular is a real threat. And a lot of people, uh, a lot smarter than Glenn, believe the same thing. Uh, But then at the same time, it's AI, can it guess whether you're gay or straight from a photograph? And at the same time, the artificial intelligence network of a gigantic company with the biggest company almost in the world backing at Google on YouTube, they can't stop... A network of pedophiles from watching right. videos right. with kids playing and like they're highlighting when they're doing splits in their underpants and their underwear and, and all of this what's and, going on. and they're recommending these videos so you like if you are one of these people according to wired magazine I want to make sure I, I tell you i did not do the research on this myself this is one of those times i do not want to take credit for the research but they went on and, and we're linking we're watching um uh a video And they were able to get recommendations from YouTube to go watch videos that pedophiles are commenting underneath with time codes of when, you know, kids bend over in certain ways and all this other creepy nonsense. And for some reason, YouTube can't get control of that with with their AI. Now, maybe this is because we're too early in the artificial intelligence game. And I mean, you could argue, I guess, maybe you think YouTube doesn't care. But I mean, I think just from public relations, they do care. I think they would love to stop this, but they can't seem to figure out a way to do it. I mean, it's weird. Here's uh, here's something uh, really interesting. Um, the, the open open AI researchers 
we're trying to uh, come up with an AI that will that will predict what you're writing uh, and help you write with prompts. Okay, mm-hmm. so it, we see it now. If you're on Gmail's doing that now, Gmail, yeah, you you it just suggests the words, and you can pretty much just type just by going up and clicking on the words. Um, well, OpenAI research uh, researchers have come up with something that is so good, the creators will not allow it to leave the uh, laboratory. Here's the thing. Let me read this from The Hobbit. The orc's response was deafening onslaught of claws, claws, and claws. Even Elrond was forced to retreat. You're in good hands, dwarf, said Gimli, who had been among the first to charge at the orcs. It only took two words before their opponents were reduced to a blood-soaked quagmire, and the dwarf took his first kill of the night. That was written by a program that they fed the trilogy into AI and said, write some additional scenes. For The Hobbit. For The Hobbit. Is this nuts? I mean, that sounds like it could absolutely be in one of the books. I mean, it's crazy. They're saying that this is so good that they believe that it could nonstop generate news that is fake, that everybody would believe. It could nonstop generate homework that would would pass. Oh, for, for, kids, for kids getting homework, they could just go to the AI. Get, oh, yep. oh, wow. And all you have to do is tell it what you want it to do, and it will do it. I will say the AI is better than Daddy doing it. I, I gotta Can say we that. talk about that? Yes. Uh, oh, I don't want to do the kids' homework. Let the AI do it. That's why I'm doing homework. <laughs> I d- look. I tell my kids I did my homework when I was a kid. I didn't. My parents did my homework when I was a kid. Now I'm having to build volcanoes and class projects. This is wrong. It's got to stop. And we're not as good as AI. We're barely I. <laughs> You're listening to. 